Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Shocked at your behavior. Shocked at your behavior. Okay, so... All right, what's the latest? I I thought we would do Freddie Mercury today. Bohemian Rhapsody opens on Friday. Okay. 96% of the audience wants to see it. And um, Roger Friedman at Showbiz 411 loved it. And even though it's only sitting at um, like 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's gone up, Laurie. That's gone up because Uh uh, not a lot of critics, you know, they won't get put in until Thursday or Friday. There are 76 positive uh, reviews, 55 rotten. And apparently a lot of people in the UK are the ones that are not happy about that. And that's where this premiered. So there could be hope yet for this movie. Okay, well, that's good. I thought, you know, we need to, one of the things that came out last week was that people that really knew him felt that he was being gay washed, if you were. Yes, that his yes, story yes, yes. was being yes. a whitewashed, gay washed, however you want to call right. it, just cl- cleaning him up. So um, I thought, what are some of the craziest stories about rock and roll's best loved Hellraiser? Who would be seventy-two years old wow. if he hadn't? Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. He was mm. he was uh, young when he died. He he lived forty-five years like a man possessed, and he was just uh, you know balls to the walls. He loved excess. So here are some of the balls myths. to the walls. Yeah. Here here are some of the myths and stories. Okay, okay. so Elton John told Uncut in two thousand and one, Freddie could out party me, which is saying something. Queen was well known in the music industry for their outrageous parties. Most notable was the jazz launch party at the New Orleans Fairmont Hotel in 1978, which featured wholesome delights, Julia, like nude waiters and waitresses. Hello. A fellow biting heads off live chickens. Naked models wrestling in a liver pit. Oh, now that is just gross. Okay. And little people swanning about with trays of cocaine strapped to their heads. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a true wow. story. 1978 1978, okay. Um, oh, to be a fly on that wall. That wall. That at, one sounds fun. At the height of Star Wars mania in 1979 and 80, Freddie Mercury commemorated the movie in the only way that made sense. He would stage... He would stock the stage for the encore performance of We Will Rock You, mm-hmm. perched on Darth Vader's shoulders. I mean, let's face it, it was probably a roadie. Right. Okay, but okay, you wait, get no. the photo. Um, and you, uh, a photographer, U.S. photographer, Tom Callens, he said it was pandemonium. Everyone thought it was so funny. It was so Freddy. It was so over the top. And presumably, Freddie Mercury came fresh 
from one of the quickies he reputedly always had between the main shore, main show. show and the encore, and sometimes even between songs when he would change costumes. Tell me you're oh. kidding me. No. Oh. That was always the story yeah. about him. Um, wow. He was the prime subject for all the old chestnuts of rock mythology. One of the tales buzzing around Freddie Mercury is the old chestnut that might be similar to the Richard Gere and the, the oh, gerbil. The gerbil one. Okay. About employing a, uh, a bunch of groupies to take turns blowing cocaine up his arse. <laughs> Okay, and that with, can't be good for you. With the usual road causing <laughs> that be, yeah, that cannot be good. I don't suggest this, people. It may also be mixed up because that is a myth. That or story that's been told about Stevie Nicks. Uh, that thing sure. so it could just be one of those things that's it's just out there. It's just out there, like the Richard Gear. Right. The, another one that was attached to him was the well-worn classic that Cher has had uh, mentioned about her about having a rib removed. But uh, he did it, supposedly, so he could cut out the middleman and please himself, if you know what I mean, bending over. <sighs> Be easier to bend over yeah, without yeah. a rib. Yeah. But okay. That's okay. been, that's been okay, said about other the, people, stop. too. Stop. That's been stop. said about Marilyn Manson. No, just stop. That the one worry. is not stop. true. But I'm just saying, that has been never repeated. I have never even heard... Well, Julia, you don't go to all the dirty places that I go to. Well, on this the, is... Well, thank you, you know, for that. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lori... That I mean, one I, has been said about Marilyn Manson oh my, and other people. I, come on. Other musicians. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he wasn't who we, thought, who we thought he was because off stage, he was naturally shy, according to Friends. On stage, he was just a maniac. A maniac. Okay. But how does that explain his insatiable appetites and his orgies and everything else? If I want to shy. Truth is, away from the stage and the gossip, he was kind of a closed book. Roger Taylor and Brian May were the principal mouthpieces. Mercury, the image, everything behind him was opaque. Lyricist Tim Rice, who co-wrote with Mercury on the Barcelona album, mm-hmm. which came out in '88? They both, in, he insists, and uh, well, as well as Freddie Mercury's personal assistant Peter Freestone, insist Bohemian Rhapsody was his coming out song, but no one ever realized that. Right. I told you that when we went into the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody and yeah. people said that. So I thought I would do some digging because uh, six years ago in 2012, Mercury, an intimate biography of Freddie Mercury came out. Who wrote it? Yeah, Leslie Ann Jones. And she is... She's the actress? No, no, Leslie Ann Jones. I don't know who yeah, you're Leslie thinking Ann of. Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah. Oh. Um, but she is a journalist. She's uh, gone on tour with the Rolling Stones, David Bowie, okay. Paul McCartney, Elton John. She was standing backstage with the late Who uh, bass guitar player John Whistle. Ent Whistle? Ent Whistle, excuse me, at Wembley Stadium on Live Aid Day in July 1985 and watched Freddie Mercury, which I guess we see in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was 80,000 fans and it was seen all around the world. I do remember watching that. I remember watching that too. So she's the journalist who did this book on him six years ago. And she, in the book, she... You know, describes her rise to international superstardom and she digs deep into his past. She got over a hundred interviews with people who were close to him and Freddie many Mercury. of yeah, Freddie Mercury, many of them opening up for the first time, you know, because he was the first major rock star to die of AIDS. 
Right. Okay. And he did not let anybody know. He denied it. And he just said, I'm too old at 40 to go on stage. Indeed, um, Leslie Ann Jones told The Hollywood Reporter uh, when her book came out that one of the biggest revelations in her book came from Oscar winning Tim Rice, where he just said, she said, Tim sat me down and talked me through the words for Bohemian Rhapsody. He pointed out it was very obvious to him early on. It was Freddie's coming out song. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the reporter of this book describes Mercury as having been incredibly mischievous, pointing out that the two greatest love affairs and the ones, you know, Freddie was married at one time, mm-hmm. complicated emotional love life were with women. But with his sex life, he could only satisfy his needs with guys. Right. Is, and, and so, um, you know, and of course the... He had this, uh, the one gal who was his, uh, she's got kind of a famous quote about him. This woman, a former lover, the German soft porn star, Barbara Valentino, always described her boyfriend as mostly gay, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, Freddie Mercury, um, you know, he'd been friends with Michael Jackson for a long time. And he used to come and see the Queen shows all the time. Really, And that is how our friendship grew. And then he told uh, a reporter at the time, just think I could have been on Thriller. Think of all the royalties I've missed out. And they worked together. They had three tracks in the can. One song called There Must Be More to Life Than This, which appeared on Freddie Mercury's first solo album, the one he dedicated to his cats, oh um, called oh Victory. My. And then a song called Victory, which was featured on the Jackson 5's Victory, Comeback, Tour, 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 that album. And State of Shock, which became a Michael Jackson duet with Mick Jagger. They were never finished with Freddie. They were great songs, but they were both so busy at that period of time. And then, you know, the thing that happened, Freddie Mercury did admit that the friendship with Michael Jackson fell out because Michael objected to Freddie Mercury He'd gone to the restroom and Freddie was in the living room and there was a mound of cocaine oh, on his di- yeah. his living room table. And um, so, and then I guess he was good buddies with David Bowie, Freddie Mercury. And end, David said, Let's, why don't we just write a song? And the right. result, of course, was... Under Pressure. That's right. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And initially, that song, Under Pressure, was mm-hmm. entitled People on Streets. It came about by pure chance. Uh, Freddie um, uh, gave in an interview the tune, which was recorded in Queens Mountain Studios in Montreux, Switzerland, after David Bowie had met up with the band in the Swiss Towns pub, turned out to be among Queens most challenging. The mixing desk collapsed. Bowie wanted to remake the song from scratch and things came to a head. At one point, David Bowie refused to allow its release, but later backed down. The October 1981 release of Under Pressure was Bowie's First single with another artist, it reached number twenty nine in the U.S. and became Queen's second U.K. number one. Cool, yeah. Um, and then what else? Uh, Freddie Mercury, Middle America and the Coast. Uh, he always called Manhattan Sin Cities in the eighties, mm-hmm. not Las Vegas. But you have to come at the right time, stay a day too long. It's just hypnotic. You're tripping every day at eight or nine in the morning and taking throat injections. So, so I can still sing. It's a real place. I love it. So he was a big druggie. Yeah. Wow. What the heck is a throat injection? I don't know. 
Oh Maybe steroid or something like yeah, that. That's what we could sing. And 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 of course, after two or three years after Queen started, they almost broke up. We felt it wasn't working. Freddie Mercury, this is another interview. There are too many sharks in the business. It was getting too much. But something inside, the three of us kept us going, and we learned from our experiences, good and bad. According to Freddie Mercury, the band argued about everything, even the air that they breathed. Oh, please. And bandmates Brian May and Roger Taylor said Freddie was always the peacemaker. He was our great diplomat. Okay. So, and... uh, uh, on That's the, a lot of information, Lori. I know. It's just a lot of good, you know, stuff out there. And on the business side, Queen was successful beyond all possible hope. I mean, Freddie Mercury died $60 million. And he got more three-fourths of the songwriting credits. The other two had Who to split gets it, it now? Well, now, Brian May and Roger Taylor and whoever's in Freddie's estate, I guess. Estate, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Wow. Now, I got to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. I got to see this man on the screen. No, I know. All right, listen, we'll be right back. I got to see this man on the screen. Don't you want to now? I kind of do. Kind of. All right, we'll be right back.